How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's 12.03, Friday afternoon, July 14th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. One of the many difficulties of divorce is the financial aspect. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the latest measure of consumer sentiment is out, along with the report on import prices. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services in Pittsburgh. Gus, thank you for joining us today. Let's talk about that consumer sentiment survey tracked by the University of Michigan. A double-digit increase in July, 13%, and that is the second straight month of improvement and one of the best readings since 2006. Yeah, so we continue to see inflation slow. Uh, Energy prices are moving a bit lower, uh, and uh, the job market is still very, very good. In addition, we see that the stock market is doing well, is up over the past month or so. So consumers are generally in solid shape in mid-2023 and are likely to continue to spend through the rest of this year. And in the last couple of weeks, there have been a number of uh, think pieces about how come the general public doesn't think the economy is good when the numbers are saying the economy is good. And it would appear that uh, sentiment is catching up to the reality. That's right. I think a lot of what uh, consumers report is based on day-to-day measures on things like food or gas prices, that type of thing. Uh, Those have been moving in the right direction. And when you combine that with what we're seeing in the stock market, what we're seeing in the labor market, I think that you're right. I think the consumer measures are catching or consumer survey measures are catching up with what's going on in the overall economy. Jay Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, of course, uh, throughout this entire interest rate hiking cycle, has said that he is data dependent. Is consumer sentiment one of the data points that the uh, Fed governors look at when talking about interest rate increases? Um, Yes, it is. And in particular, what they do is they look at inflation expectations that are contained in the consumer sentiment report. They're actually, the inflation expectations were actually up slightly uh, from June to July. That being said, they're down substantially over the past year or two. Uh, So I think when you look at it in total, I think that consumer expectations of inflation are moving lower. And that's certainly good news from the Fed's perspective. And speaking of the Fed, a little bit of shop talk, as uh, Paul Harvey used to say. And that is uh, Jim Bullard, the president of the St. Louis Fed, is stepping down in August. He's going to take a position at Purdue University uh, starting next month. And uh, Bullard is one of the more, one of the more, or the hawkish uh, uh, members of the Federal Reserve uh, Open Market Committee. And sometimes uh, he has given comments that have really moved markets. 
Uh, that, that's right. And, you know, this is a uh, kind of a surprise move. Usually when uh, Fed regional presidents retire, they give more notice. So the fact that he's leaving in a month it, uh, comes as a, as a big surprise. I think obviously it was the timing of the, the new position that he's going to be taking. But this could have a change on Fed policymaking. Obviously, we've seen the Fed aggressively raise interest rates. Uh, President Bullard has been a big supporter of that. And in fact, has said that, has said that interest rates might need to move even higher. Uh, so, uh, you know, they'll have an interim uh, president who will be uh, on the Federal Open Market Committee uh, in the near term. But this could uh, lead to a change in, in the Fed outlook. And then very quickly, U.S. import prices declining for the second straight month, which just adds more fuel to the fire that uh, the inflation, the picture is improving. Uh, yes, particularly on the good side where demand is softening. Uh, and so that is contributing to, to slower overall inflation. Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services, based in Pittsburgh. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, wisely managing your money during a divorce. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Around 45% of marriages in America end in divorce. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And the financial aspect of the process can be very difficult. Let's get some help from Ed Jertsen, Certified Financial Planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group based in Chicago. The website, theengagewealthgroup.com. Ed, thank you for joining us today. And, and divorce is a very emotional and painful process, not only for the two people who are getting divorced, but also for the people in that couple's life. And that probably includes their financial planner, Ed. I'm sure there are numerous instances in which uh, couples you enjoyed talking to and seeing in your office and counseling. It's probably tough on you when they decide to split. Yeah, Rob, we've had our fair share of this over 30 years. And, you know, as you had alluded to, this is a really difficult topic because there are a few more financially devastating circumstances than a divorce. So navigating this is not only challenging, it's even more challenging if one of the spouses was financially dependent on an ex-partner. So it's crucial to long-term financial stability to get this right. What are some of the major issues that you encounter as a financial planner when one of your clients is going through a divorce? What, uh, as far as you're concerned, when they're trying to uh, come up with a with a settlement, uh, what in in your in your mind is sticking the landing, as it were? Yeah, I think this is going to sound counterintuitive to your listeners, but the the thing to focus in on first and foremost is to rework your estate plan and beneficiaries. Because I can tell you, we have found this time and time again when we're working with ex-spouses, that when we do a deep review of all their accounts and their statements and their beneficiaries, sometimes the ex-spouse is still listed in the documents. So if you're going through a divorce and the divorce is finalized, please seek out an estate planning attorney to rework all the documents, wills, trusts, powers of attorneys, but also take a real close review and look at all your beneficiary designations on your retirement accounts and life insurance if you have that. That is one of the key elements to how we have seen things go awry where an ex-spouse gets monies that they weren't supposed to just because you weren't paying attention to the details. And then what can you do uh, as one of the parties to this divorce to uh, avoid spending all of your retirement income or retirement savings on attorney's fees? 
Well, you know what? It's always good to think about amicable uh, dissolution of marriages, right? You talk about mediation and other things. And it it sounds easy when you're not going through it. But, you know, there's a business side to it. And then there's a personal side. If, If you're able to stay on the business side and do this as amicable as possible through mediation, it saves both parties a lot of money. Once it gets personal, right, once you start fighting over, you know, certain heirlooms or the family pet or things like that, it can get really ugly fast and everyone ends up losing in the long run. And you talk about uh, looping in an estate planning attorney as well, because I would imagine that retirement accounts or pension plans are things that are up for discussion in a divorce settlement. Yeah, please, again, for your listeners, don't do things out of spite prior to because there are certain laws and rules, especially when it pertains to retirement accounts, that you have to make sure you're following them to the absolute T or you might inadvertently create some huge tax liabilities because you you sold out an account to give to a spouse. So again, making sure you've got a great financial planner, certified financial planner, you know, obviously potentially a good divorce attorney, and then an estate planning attorney on your team can again go a really long way in making sure that you financially survive this this uh, tumult. Ed Jertson, certified financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group based in Chicago. Find him online at theengagewealthgroup.com. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, shining a light on some of Chicago's most overlooked neighborhoods. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and in this segment, we're delving into areas of Chicago that many people might not be familiar with. We welcome in Sherman Dilla Thomas, a TikToker and a self-taught historian and the man behind Chicago Mahogany Tours, the website chicagomahogany.com. Sherman, thanks for joining us today. And uh, I want to tell you that uh, I first became aware of your work, thanks to my wife, who uh, found you on Instagram and started watching your Chicago history videos. And she said, you got to have him have him on one time and talk to him. So, Kathy, we're talking to Sherman Dilla Thomas today. So it's great to have you here. And I'm a big fan of your work as well. And, and, and I just want to know, how did you fall in love with the history of this city? Oh, that's a great question, Robert. Really honored to be here and got to thank your wife for uh, plugging me. Uh, my dad was a cop here for 32 years, and I would credit most of my love of Chicago to just his time on the job. He's part of Mayor Harold Washington's bodyguard detail, Kermosi Bronze detail. So I think that's where I got the history bug from. Yeah, my my father-in-law was the same way. He was a retired Chicago police sergeant, and his joke for all the out-of-towners was, I'll give you the nickel tour or the quarter tour, and the quarter tour was like five or six hours long. And uh, it was a very detailed history of where things used to be in the city. And and, and you managed to turn this you know, this kind of self-taught love of the history of the city and the very dynamics that shaped it, not only into a social media following, but also a, a, a tour business. So when did you make the turn um, from just exploring these places on your own to the social media component and then uh, doing the Chicago Mahogany Tours? Well, I got to explore it on my own because of my day job. I got hired as a area, I mean, as a meter reader for ComEd, our local utility company, and then I worked my way up to an area operator. It allowed me to see the entirety of the Chicago footprint, really the entirety of all of northern Illinois. And then from doing the videos, uh, a lot of people in the comments would suggest that I did virtual tours about the stories I was telling. And I thought it'd be more impactful to bring people actually to the spaces. So we're in our second year of Chicago Mahogany Tours. We started June 10th, 2021. 
what has the you know the response to your videos? I mean, it's 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 gotten you attention here, there, and everywhere. Uh, what's it like to know that there are thousands of people who share your passion just for the stories that make up this city? It's really humbling. Sometimes I'm uh, taking my kids to dance or school. Somebody will stop me to take a selfie, and it's weird that they want to take a picture with a history nerd, right? I don't play ball or I'm not a rapper or anything. But just goes to show you that we all love Chicago. And that's what I'm learning the most as I've started Chicago Mahogany. I take a lot of uh, Fortune 500 companies on tours. And all anyone that's on the bus that's from Chicago loves this place. And I think that we could unify and change our city behind our shared stories. And very quickly, uh, one of the things I love about history, especially local history, is that it's comforting in a way that uh, – all of the issues that we're facing today as a city have been faced by Chicagoans of the past with certain degrees of success. Do you find that as well? Oh, not only do I find it comforting, I find it inspiring, right? It it was a German dude and an Asian dude hanging out in our original Chinatown that created the Chinese takeout boxes, right? They were created as oyster takeout pails. His name is Frederick Weeks. He's a Chicagoan, right? We invented the chocolate brownies. It's like the things that we love about this country, and most of them come from here. You know, I say it every day. Everything dope about America comes from Chicago. So not only am I comforted by that thought, but I'm inspired by those who did it before me. Sherman Dilla Thomas, tech talker, self-taught historian, and the man behind Chicago Mahogany Tours. Chances are you've seen him on Instagram or TikTok or somewhere on social media. Yeah, he's on WBBM right now. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, a motivational speaker who's also gifted in the kitchen. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Dave Brunner. Police are investigating the discovery of a body early today in a baseball field in Uptown. And the White House is forgiving hundreds of thousands of student loans. Entrepreneur Friday, we meet the man behind a high end eatery in Chicago's North Lawndale neighborhood. And Chipotle looks to speed up the making of its guacamole by using a robot. WBBM business. The markets are higher. The Dow is up 120 points. The NASDAQ is up 14. SP 500 is up 2. We have 84 degrees right now in Chicago under mostly sunny skies, going up to 87 with a little bit of rain on the way. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, Chicago police are investigating the discovery of a body found at a baseball field in Uptown today. The story from WBBM's Dave Burner. Early this morning, the body of a man with multiple stab wounds was found in the 4400 block of North Marine Drive. That's on the west side of Lakeshore Drive from Montrose Beach. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The discovery came as hundreds of people were gathering for a weekly event to jump in Lake Michigan at sunrise. Police say the victim, a 64-year-old man, had stab wounds to his head and neck. No one in custody. 
105.9 WBBM. More than 800,000 Americans will have a total student loan debt of $39 billion forgiven. The details from CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. The Biden administration is saying that the federal government made mistakes in how these loans were to be treated after borrowers with low income made a certain number of monthly payments. The loan should have been automatically forgiven, but the government failed to keep proper track and miscalculated what was owed. Nothing is being unilaterally forgiven or canceled. The loans are expiring on their own terms. The Department of Education says it will begin notifying affected borrowers immediately. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are trading higher today. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Michael, thank you for joining us today. And the pleasant surprises continue on this Friday with some of the earnings reports from a couple of big banks, beginning with J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah, good afternoon, Robin. Thanks again for having me on. It really matters in in times like this, in turbulent times for the industry, it matters who's running the banks. Uh, It's it's good to be Jamie Dimon. Uh, J.P. Morgan came in with with just outstanding earnings, 437 a share versus four expected, and revenue... uh, Top line forty two point four billion versus thirty eight point nine. So they beat their numbers, but more importantly, they're just showing a lot of signs of strength in all of their uh, different business units. And 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 that's not true with some of the other banks that came out today. So it's a stark contrast. You know, when you when you go through easy times, anybody could run a bank, to be honest with you. But when when you have the the last six month environment where it was very very dicey as far as what consumers were going to do who's going to pull their 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 money out of the banks it matters who runs these things and and the best guy in the business is Jamie Dimon and shows in their numbers so the uh, the higher interest rates uh, are obviously uh, translating into uh, higher interest income for a number of banks but uh, what about the difference between interest that they are earning and interest they are paying out to depositors and is that a source of stress for some banks yeah and that's what it's showing is that it's actually uh, they call it net interest income when a bank reports its earnings so Almost every bank that is reported today uh, had a very big gain in that area. But the winner was, again, J.P. Morgan. It, that, it was up 44% uh, year-to-date. Wells Fargo, another huge winner, tw- up 29%. Citigroup, only up 16%. And then State Street, which is a smaller bank, actually showed a decrease. So what it's showing is that, you know, again, in times of stress, you want you want the best banks, you want the best leaders because that's when the difference shows. And and so, um, you know, at J.P. Morgan, net interest income actually was a huge benefit for the bank. And even though they had to pay higher on deposits, they they made so much more money on their on their loans. So that's been a, that that's. The biggest story of these bank earnings is, is how well the banks did in, in that net interest income category. And then also this week, uh, that light at the end of the inflation tunnel just gets brighter and brighter. And no, it's not an oncoming train. Uh, we're really making some progress on uh, in the fight against inflation. But where do we go from here? Because there's some concern that uh, base effects will certainly uh, cover the, uh, color the year-over-year numbers uh, from here on out. 
Yeah, I mean, we're down to about 3%. I don't think we can get much lower in the short term. So, but, the, but 3%, I mean, we're 10 plus percent, you know, a year ago. So it's a huge, huge uh, um, progress made by the Fed. And, and, and that's great news for consumers going forward. So I don't think it's going to get a whole lot better, but I don't think it has to. Um, this, is, this is great news for, for the economy and a sigh of relief for investors. And that's why we see the S&P 500 trading at, at a 52-week high. And then when it comes to uh, making decisions on interest rate hikes going forward, uh, certainly July is in play for another quarter percent hike. But after that, you know, what what numbers do the Fed governors look at? What you know, data dependency has been the story from word from the word go. Uh, what data will they be on? Which will they what, what, what do they look at going forward and making decisions? Two main things, the health of the labor market and inflation numbers and uh as you as we've talked about the inflation numbers have come down so it definitely does not uh bode well for interest rate decreases which the market kind of wants uh but the labor market remains a little bit on the weak side so you know at least i don't think we're going to have any more rate hikes you might get the quarter point in july but it's that's about it uh, but I don't think that the end-of-year interest rate decreases are going to actually materialize. So, you know, w- we may be higher for longer in, these, in interest rates, but that's only because the, that things are actually better than what, what uh, was expected. So as long as we don't tip into, uh, you know, recessionary numbers, I think the, the Fed's going to just stand pat for a while. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, inspiring words and fine dining on Chicago's west side. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and in this segment, we're combining inspirational words and inspirational food. We welcome in Chef Quinton Love, restaurateur and motivational speaker, and the founder and chef of the Soul Food Lounge, 3804. West 16th Street in the Lawndale neighborhood, the North Lawndale neighborhood on the west side. Chef Quinton Love, thanks for joining us today. The uh, Soul Food Lounge. Thank you for having me. It opened last October. And uh, tell me a little bit about your journey that uh, led you to this opening last fall. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, we have another restaurant called Turkey Shop that's on uh, Chicago Avenue in Holman. And we would do a lot of things with the homeless community and things of that nature. And we realized that. If we do something else in another community, like the Lundell community, we should do something more of an upscale environment that can help shift the paradigm. And it's been an amazing journey of doing what is called soul food fusion in the community. And, and what is soul food fusion? So soul food fusion is when you merge cultures together. So we have Italian, French, Asian, Mexican, and Louisiana dishes all merged in one location, and what you can you can go there and get what is called the grand tasting, where you can get a little bit of each item on your table and have a an amazing experience. It's like a nirvana in your mouth. Now, yeah. now, what uh, what what led you to become a chef? What's your, talk about your 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 relationship with with food and cooking? Well, I mean, me and my grandmother, we have an amazing relationship, and our relationship stems between food. And uh, we just really have a great time in the kitchen. And uh, I just always pay homage to her because if I wasn't for her, I wouldn't love to cook. I absolutely love to cook. 
and just really understanding different cuisines is what I'm, I have a passion for that. And then uh, trying out, as you said, you know this uh, this this merger, this merging of all sorts of different uh, cultural influences right. on one plate and under under one roof on the west side. Mm-hmm. How do you experiment with the uh, uh, the different influences and 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 seeing which combinations work and and some less so? <laughs> well, it's just a lot of experimentation, and you got to have a great palate. And I have some great chefs on my team. And, uh, you know, just people really believe in how good food is supposed to taste. And we just play around the kitchen every day and see what we can come up with. I mean, you got to come and see it. You got to come and eat. It's, you got to make their reservation. Well, what does it mean also just for North Lawndale that uh, you have fine dining that's in the neighborhood? You, If you want to dress up and go out and have a nice dinner, absolutely, you don't have absolutely. to go downtown. You have a place around you the corner. Have to go, you, have to, you don't have to go downtown. And the Lawndale Christian Development Corporation, you know, they wanted something special in their community, and they asked me to come. And this has been a beautiful experience for Londale and many, many more years to come as we totally redevelop that community with food and grocery stores and apartment buildings and all types of businesses will come now because we are totally diversifying and rebuilding the community through this effort. And uh, history of Chicago seems to be a theme on the Noon Business Hour today, and uh, uh, that is especially the case of, of the place where, where your restaurant is located because uh, yes. Dr. Martin Luther King stayed in that building uh, when he briefly set up so- shop in Chicago in 1966. He did, he did, he did. I mean, they, they totally have a new building now, but it's totally dedicated to him, and uh, you definitely want to come by and see you know, see the area and see what uh, where Dr. Martin Luther King lived at. Yeah, beautiful. So then, what you know, what what is it like for you then, as uh, as a as a as a business owner? Obviously, you want the business to succeed, but clearly, right. this business has a much larger mission above and beyond being a money making enterprise. Well, I mean, you know, being a social entrepreneur, you know, we always talk about what that is. It's, it's really giving back to the community as you also, you know, get something from it, right? You can't just come into a community and just take from the community. And, you know, when you create great businesses, it totally shifts the paradigm from violence and and a total upkeep of an environment. People begin to care about where they live again, right? You know, the more businesses you open up on these corridors, the more people want to stay in these communities and really, really thrive in them. So, you know, one step at a time. Chef Quentin Love, restaurateur and motivational speaker, plus the founder and chef at the Soul Food Lounge, 3804 West 16th Street in the North Lawndale neighborhood on the west side. Thank you for joining us today. Still to come, robots are finding their way into restaurant kitchens. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Chipotle is testing what's dubbed as Autocado, a robot designed to speed up guacamole production. Let's talk about automation in the restaurant kitchen with Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the Restaurant Coach, based in Chicago. Izzy, thanks for joining us today. And that's, you know, Autocado is just the latest uh, effort in the uh, in the ongoing struggle by restaurants to uh, do more with less. Well, that's absolutely correct. Uh, this is the second piece of equipment that is going to be major for them. They're I think working with a tortilla uh, kind of a robot already, or it's in the works, but the avocado one's going to be huge because they buy a lot of avocados and 
avocados uh, to peel them and do what needs to be done takes a lot of labor. So having this robot is going to be a big change uh, and a positive one in terms of cost and consistency for Chipotle. And it takes about an hour right now to uh, make a big old batch of guacamole uh, using the uh, restaurant employees, and they could be taking orders, they could be taking big spoonfuls of black beans and putting them into tortillas and bowls, but instead they're cutting up the avocados. But what this machine does is it pulls the skins off the avocados and takes the cores out so the employees can mash them and put all the other stuff in. Absolutely, and that's a really great thing. And again, it's more consistent than the human because you got a lot of people who are young at Chipotle. They don't uh, really work in the restaurant industry that's not their major focus so the yield that they get and the time that it takes them uh is uh, inconsistent at best and that's the way the product comes out but one of the things that's interesting is that chipotle made a point to say well we're not putting this in to replace employees uh but there's no way that this machine is not going to become so productive that it is going to at least cut their labor back uh you know uh, substantially uh, when you're talking about an hour uh, for an employee to do at least the same thing that this machine does very quickly. Well, the the big selling point of Chipotle, the thing that they, they say puts them ahead of the other fast food establishments, is that uh, everything is fresh, everything is made right there for you, nothing is prepackaged or anything like that. But as, as anyone who goes to a Chipotle knows, that's a fairly labor-intensive process, you know, because there's somebody working the grill, there's somebody cutting up the steaks, there's somebody uh, reloading the, the big salsa containers. It's a, it's a fairly labor-intensive operation as fast food places go. Absolutely. And the one thing, and that's a great point, Rob, that, that this machine does, um, it, it's just taking a fresh product and doing it better, more consistently, and faster. Uh, so they're not giving in to any quality issues. It's not like they're buying uh, their avocados pre-peeled and packaged and all that. Uh, you know, primary for Chipotle is quality first. So they're still going to have the high-quality, fresh uh, avocados, uh, but they're just going to be peeled and seeded uh, much faster, higher yield, and less employee time. Autocado being tested at eight restaurants in Southern California, and if it works, you'll see it at a Chipotle near you. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.